Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the official Tennis.com podcast featuring professional coach and community leader, Kamal Murray. Welcome to the Tennis.com podcast. I am your host, Kamal Murray. And this week, we had an interesting episode. A lot of action this week in tennis. We had the Next Gen Finals, which although it is an alternative format with four game short sets, sideline coaching on the men's tour, which we rarely see, the results from tournaments like this have proven to be dependable indicators of what's to come. We saw Sasha Zverev make his name here. We saw Rublev make a name here. We saw Center make a name here. And within two years' time, these boys are in the top 10. So let's not take the results from this lightly. Let's continue to like view it as an indicator. And I'm interested to see which one of these young guns emerges. Ultimately, we saw Alcaraz beat Seb Porter in the final. Will this be his breakthrough? Will he be the first of that pack to get top 25 in the world? We'll stay tuned and see. Last week, we also saw Allison Risk doing what she does, staying out there on the road, sneaking in a win at the end of the year in Lens when everybody else is at home. We saw TP, Tommy Paul, with a real good win over Francis TFO. Francis probably knows he let one get away there and ultimately went on to hold the title in Stockholm. Always a good win at the end of the year right there. And then some jaw-dropping news on the WTA side. Peng Shui comes out, talks about um, sex- sexual misconduct allegations of Chinese delegate. Whenever we hear that on a women's tour, number one, we get concerned. Number two, we are shocked. So we, we're, it's going to be interesting to see how that one unfolds. I want to intro our first guest, Brandon Nakashima, California native, b Knock a kid that I saw play number four at UVA when they were in Chicago practicing. And even playing number four, I was like, that dude can ball. We're going to learn about his journey, what makes him tick, and what was his first big purchase. He's had some good wins, made to a few finals. He got enough in his bag now to make a few purchases, so let's see what he did. What's up, B? What's up? How you doing? Good, man. Good. You look good out there. Thanks. Thanks. So when I met you last summer, you had less than a a thousand Instagram followers. (laughs) Now you got 11,000. Yeah. How has life changed for you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. Um, You know, since since a year over a year ago, you know, I think kind of everything has changed really. kind of both on and off the court, especially with my game. And also, you know, the, just kind of the lifestyle off the court with the, the professional life here. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail because that's private. We can have that offline conversation. So, you know, I look at you and I look at like Jim Brady and you didn't even play number one for UVA before yeah. leaving college. And now you're in the next gym finals. How do you explain that transition from not playing number one on your college team 
to now being one of the best up and coming stars on the ATP tour? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in the juniors, I, I kind of always knew that I had the, had the game to, uh, to turn professional at some point. And, um, you know, maybe in college, um, you know, it's just kind of a different experience uh, with the format and the matches there. So, so maybe I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning or, or kind of took, took a while for me to, to kind of get my bearings there. And, and, you know, we had a, we had a, such a great, great team there. So, um, you know, all the, all the matches were at a high level and, and, you know, if you're playing one or two, uh, in college tennis, I mean, you're pretty much playing all the, the top guys in, uh, in college tennis. So, so I think the transition from, uh, from college to, to professional has been, um, pretty smooth so far. Um, you know, after, after I decided to, to turn professional, I, I quickly, um, got some results uh, on the ATP tour and, and started doing well in a bunch of challengers. So, so from there, the, the ranking has just been improving, um, and, uh, just trying to develop my game as much as possible on the court. So I was commentating for tennis channel, uh, during the Atlanta tournament. And yeah. I don't know if you heard, I bet, I bet on you versus big John Isner. <laughs> now that you, uh, have been on tour for a year, right. Or almost 18 months and had, yeah. you know, some, some, some success been in like two or three finals. Now, what do you, what is your perspective on the game now? You know, when I watched that match against a big server like that, it was going to come down to one or two points at the end, right. Yeah. One or two, will you stay down on the forehand, right. Or something like that. What is your perspective now on like the difference in those matches? Cause you're competing with all of them, Alcaraz, Isner, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, you beat Isner in Acapulco. Right. Yeah. So what, what is your not what do you think the game is about now versus what you used to think it was about when you were in college? Yeah. Um, you know, I think at the professional level, I mean, all the guys in the in the top hundred or, or even top 200, I think, um, are super solid from the baseline, you know, and, and um, you know, most of the matches, it just comes down to, to a few points, like you said, um, you know, kind of who's better, better mentally in those uh, critical points. So, um, you know, sometimes it, it works out to your advantage and, and sometimes it doesn't, but, um, but, you know, those, in those moments, you just try to learn from as much as possible and just try to gain experience from, uh, from those moments to, to help you in the future um, when you're playing out this, when you're playing out here, like on, on the biggest stages. So what do you think has been the biggest reason for your progression? Like when I look at, you know, team tennis, I look at when Sloan played team tennis in 2017, she went on to win the U.S. Open. Uh, we look at Jim Brady played team tennis last year and went on to the semis of a Grand Slam at U.S. Open. What do you think has been, I mean, Dusan's been by your side, literally by your side, right? 24-7 yeah. in the yeah. same hotel room, making you hit volleys across the bed, right? You know, so like, yeah. what do you think has been the biggest sort of uh you know reason for your in my in my opinion rapid success rapid ascension into yeah i mean it's tough to tough to pick one certain thing that's that's kind of been the kind of key factor in in the uh in the progression here um you know i think it's just the the mentality i think um especially when i turn right off the bat when i turned pro you know just knowing that that, uh, that I'm going to have some, some good and bad matches out there. And, and sometimes the travel is going to be tough, but, 
but you know, just just trying to take every opportunity as as best as possible out there, and just try to learn from learn from different experiences. Um, when you're out there competing, uh, I think is key. So, um, and then you know, also the also the always trying to improve uh, mindset when you're on the practice court. I think um, is pretty key to to feel more confident and comfortable in these uh, matches. All right, so I got two more questions, lighthearted questions. Yeah. You got a couple deals now. What have you bought? What have I bought? What have you bought with your paychecks? Have you bought a car yet? I know you're still at home with your mom. What have you bought? Well, give me a big purchase because you know you got to reward yourself every now and then to keep that motivation going. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, earlier this summer, after I think it was the after the U.S. Open, um, my my neighbor was kind of selling their selling their car, so uh, I ended up. Uh, I ended up getting it for a, for a pretty good deal. And, um, and, uh, it's pretty nice. It's a, it's a Tesla model three. So been, uh, been driving that around enjoying it. So, so that's probably the biggest purchase I've had so far. I like that. I like that. All right. Now here's a tough one. So you're at the next gen finals and now you got on court coaching, right. Or sideline coaching. Yeah. You and I had a little on court coaching during team tennis. Who's better coaching in the match, me or Dusan? <laughs> and, and you can uh, this 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 isn't this isn't one of those where you're gonna plead to fifth. You gotta take a stance, okay? You either serving wide or forehand or backhand, not down the middle. Uh, I mean it's it's different. Um <laughs> I mean a lot has changed since World Team Tennis last year. <laughs> um no, I feel like I feel like definitely when we were together during the team tennis, I mean you were you weren't talking as much as as Dusan is, would be right now. So I mean, I kind of like it. I kind of like it when um, you know the the coaches doesn't talk too much and and just kind of lets me figure it out on my own out there. Um, but but you know, I mean, I've been super close to Dusan the past past couple of years, so I feel like he knows he knows me uh, better than anyone out there. So. So, I mean, I don't think I could give a direct answer on that. <laughs> that was a trap. That was a trap. Dusan, don't worry, bro. We love you. I don't want we your job. You. We're good. <laughs> I just wanted to see B-Knock blush like he did when Jeannie Bouchard was giving him those massages after the interview. I remember. I, I remember. <laughs> oh, I, I remember. know you remember that, boy. I remember. <laughs> well, well, congratulations, brother. It was great having you on. I wish you luck. Always know I'm watching you, rooting for you. I'm always, you know, if everybody picks me, who's going to be the winner? You know, I always pick you. Even if it's thank against you, better, I'm you. always picking B not. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. It's great seeing you. Great time. All right, brother. Thank you. And now let's talk to Holger Room, an up-and-coming Danish player. Most famous for being the hitting partner to just about everybody in the top 25. Always at the tournament, always willing to hit. It's a good firm ball, allows people to get groove. We're gonna ask him some interesting questions and ask him to put together his perfect player. He's had a chance to get a look at everybody's stuff, serve, forehand, backhand. And we're gonna ask him to put together the perfect player from all of the top 25. And I think we're all gonna be shocked to hear his answers. Stay tuned and take a listen.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. All right, so Hulk, congr- congratulations, you know, on making it to this point. You know, one of the things that I look at young players is sometimes young players set their goals too low. And they say, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to get some experience, get some experience. And a lot of times that becomes an excuse to lose. Yeah. But when I, hear, when I hear you speak, you always talk about winning while improving. Who put that in your mind? Because I think that's a mindset that I wish more young players would have, like, don't use, I'm going to get more experience or I need to get some matches yeah. as an excuse to bail out of a match. Like, try to win while you're improving. Who, who put that in your mind? Yeah, I think it's, it's a thanks to my coach and my mom at the same time because, uh, you know, it's uh, as a player and, you know, if you ask me, I always want to win. But I think it's, it's a fine balance. And, and, yeah, I mean, in practice and in matches, you need to think about the improvement because if you just think about winning all the time, you're going to play, you know, probably the wrong tennis that is not going to help you in the future. And, and yeah, as I said, it's, it's a balance, you know. It's, it's difficult, but it's, it's definitely the right thing to do. And, yeah, I mean, you know, actually, actually after yesterday where I wanted to win so badly and maybe thought, thought about winning too much, today I took into my mind just to, you know, it's, you know it's, there's no points, assists, there's no anything, so just improve the game. It's, it's three matches, it's, it's a great event, you know, it's a lot of fun, and, and you know, playing in front of the crowd, just make a good match and, and get the best out of it. And you know, usually when you think that way, you also get, get the win, so that's just a bonus. So you grew up in Denmark, which is not really known for like tennis prowess, right? You see a lot of countries produce a lot of good juniors because they had somebody that they looked up to, like the Aussies look up to Leighton and Rod Laver, et cetera. So who did you look up to? I mean, I the most famous player from Denmark that I know is Caroline Wozniacki, right? And I know Switzerland is not too far from Denmark, but who did you look up to to sort of push you and get you to aspire to that? A Danish player? Yeah. Uh, no one actually. I'm sorry <laughs> to say. I'm sorry to say. I, I looked up to Roger and Rafael when I was young. So that was kind of my icons, and it still is actually. But yeah, I mean, I think Vosniagi, if I should say someone, I looked a bit up to her because I think to see a, a Danish player do so well, because as she said, we're not known to have any tennis players in Denmark. So, so it's it's great to see that a Danish tennis player can do so well and become a Grand Slam champion and and be number one in the world. So, if I should say a Danish person, I would say her for sure. <laughs> Well, now you and Clara Tossen are both like that. You're setting a new bar. You know, you guys yeah. are putting Denmark on the map. Yeah, you know it's getting what I mean? better. So, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, I first got to know you because I always saw you on the practice court. I mean, at one point I thought you were like, you know, the professional hitter that they show up at the tournaments because you're practicing <laughs> with Novak, practicing with everybody. I was like, man, this dude is like a machine, right? Can stay out there. So since you have had the chance to hit with, all the top players, right? Or the Monte Carlo, whatever. Yeah. I want you to put together the best player. I need you to tell me whose forehand would you steal? Okay. Whose yeah. backhand would you steal? Whose ser- first serve and second serve, right? Because you know it's a okay. big difference, right? Whose volleys, whose short game? Since, you, since you've had a, you have an up close and personal look with almost everybody in the top 10. Yeah. Okay, let's start with forehand. I would take, um, 
Probably Berentini's forehand. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, Sverev's backhand. Sverev. No offense, so Novak. No offense, yeah. Novak. You know. <laughs> no offense. Novak is gonna come. I would say return Novak for sure. For sure, return. Okay. So much pressure when you serve against him. Yeah. And on the serve, I mean, I've practiced with the guys like Sverev, Tsitsipas, they serve amazing, but the guy I played in matches, I would actually say Sonego was the one serving best I've ever played. He served incredible, mm. so fast, so precise. So I would say, you know, for me, he's the, he's the best server I've ever played. Okay. Uh, what about Retriever? We got a lot of the athletes on the tour now yeah. are so athletic, so quick, way more physical than in the past. Yeah. Who's, who do you feel puts the most pressure on opponents or even on you in a practice match from a retrieving standpoint that made the court feel so small? Novak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Novak for sure, yeah. He makes you run so much. Like, it's, it's incredible because you, he doesn't outpower you like with shots. He just plays so precise and you almost run from the double line to the double line. Like every shot, he plays angles, he plays deep line. And, you know, as many of you saw, I started cramping already in the third set. And, you know, I played 91 matches this year and like 40 of them third set, uh, free setters. So it's not that I don't have a good shape. So, so he really makes you run. All right. So I have had the chance to spend a lot of time with Brandon Nakashima, right? And I think other than Novak, he got one of the best backhands, definitely one of the most upcoming backhands. But the question I asked him, when I first met Brandon, Last year, World Team Tennis, he had 1,000 Instagram followers. Now he's got 11,000. For you, as you're, you're, you're hitting with people, your star has risen, the attention on you has risen. Even though you're still new on the tour, you became like popular because you're in these photos with all these cool players. I got a question for you. You can plead the fifth if you, don't want, if you want to. Okay. A lot of young, good, up-and-coming players on the women's tour. Who's the cutest? <laughs> what a question, man. What a question. Actually, I don't want to answer that. I don't ah, that's a good one. Right now. Smart maybe, man. Maybe, maybe in a few years I'll answer that. That's a smart man. I, hey, you know what? You, even though you're new to the tour, you answer questions, boy. That's a good one, brother. Thank you, man. Well, I thank you uh, for coming on the, coming on the, giving me this time to spend with you, man. And good luck, man. I always enjoy watching you. I enjoy watching you practice. Uh, and then now I'm enjoying seeing you compete. Tomorrow, good luck against Brandon. Although, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm rooting for Brandon. <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's okay. I have my fans here. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Good to see you. Thank you. Bye.